showing up, just showing up, showing up when days suck, when sales suck, when no one shows up, you know, um, um, showing up when personal things happen, showing up when world world things happen, you know, uh, that is like the most important part of growing my business for me personally growing my business is i have showed up every day main street businesses are struggling as they face challenges nothing like we've seen before you're listening to the behind main street podcast let's learn from real world main street entrepreneurs pick their brains and learn their secrets to navigate persevere, and overcome all the modern obstacles they face every day. Get ready to peek behind the stories, the struggles, and strategies of today's Main Street entrepreneurs. Welcome to the Behind Main Street Podcast. Here's your host, Chris J. Cardona. Great day, everyone. Welcome to the show. Whether it's your first time listening or an avid follower, thank you so much for joining us. Show notes can be found at www.behindmainstreet.com. But before we get started, I would like to thank the sponsor for this episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Thinkin' Local, a fundraising and giving-based marketing platform whose mission is to connect local Main Street businesses who care about making an impact in the local community with schools and nonprofits who believe in supporting their local businesses. Find out more by visiting Think, the letter in, local.com. Awesome, awesome. Well, for today's episode, I'm super excited and honored to interview Jay Perez, a budding business mogul and CEO of Exivus. He's a finance pro, a coach, a big fan of Harry Potter, among other things. He has had a roller coaster entrepreneurial journey, and I feel blessed to be able to dig into his experience and insights and to pick on how he was able to always pick himself up and never let life get in the way of his vision. Jay, are you ready to take us behind the curtains and dig into your story? I'm definitely ready to talk about Harry Potter, though. I, I, you had me Harry. You lost me. You should not have said that because now it's all about Harry Potter. No, but seriously, no, I'm ready, I'm ready to, to, you know, share, give my two cents, you know, and, and, and hopefully be as valuable as, as I can be. Perfect, perfect. Bring out the shovels. Let's dig for gold. Awesome, Jay. So I've given our listeners just a little bit of a sneak peek of who you are. Why don't you tell them a little bit more about yourself and what it is that you do? Um, let's see. I am, well, again, name is Jay. I am the CEO and founder of Exivis. We are a fitness mindset lifestyle brand that focuses on three core values. And I think those three core values are going to be highly talked about in today's podcast, but commit, execute, and conquer. And with those three core values, I've been able to, you know, push past that roller coaster of a journey that you mentioned, um, but also built a community based off those three core values, um, which, again, we are all on this journey to be the best version of ourselves for ourselves, but not by ourselves. Absolutely. Well, maybe you can tell me something interesting that your family or friends would say about you. That I'm freaking freakishly good looking honestly <laughs> that's awesome all right <laughs> hey what would they say about what would they say about me man i mean um okay you know what they would this would surprise people because i i think um 
yeah, because only like my family would know this is that I am a I am as introverted as as possible. Like I am an introvert to the core. Like honestly, I am the definition of an introvert. And I think I want to. I'm glad you asked this question because I think a lot of entrepreneurs out there, um, young in young entrepreneurs, and I don't mean of age. I just mean of journey. Whether they're 20 or 50, young entrepreneurs they use being an introvert for the reason why they aren't succeeding and i'll tell you right now i mean just a quick tidbit i had my mom would threaten to love her and she loved me she did this for a reason she threatened to ground me if i couldn't bring home a friend by like i think it was eighth grade grade. that's how bad it was like i had no i didn't i didn't want to talk to anybody i had no desire to i i was an introvert and she literally looked at me right in my soul and said i think she was just praying to god like please just bring home a freaking friend please you know what i mean that's how much of an introvert i was well i would not have you know you know following you on social all that yeah, stuff i exactly. would not have thought about that yeah that's definitely something interesting and to our listeners who who may or may not know jay so when you follow yeah. him on on his social media like you got that little bit of an insight about him from himself yep from myself and probably like i said from my close ones you when you see me twerking on instagram <laughs> Um, I am I am being just me. There is no there's no fakeness. But in the end of the day, um, you know, you, we could talk about this, you know, maybe some other time. But there is a scale of how much energy, you know, it takes out of someone to talk to people. And on a scale of one through 10, you know, talking to people, you know, in person or running a company, that's a it's a 20, you know, it's a 30, it's a 40, it's a 50. Like I, it drains me, but you have to do it. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Well, how would you describe your mission in life? Mission life, you know, um, honestly, man, I think, oof, that's going to go down the rabbit hole. But if I could just like dial it down a little bit, it would be uh, to be, uh, well, you know, I'll just use the commit, commit, exceed, conquer to use those three core values for anybody's everyday living whether it's relationships whether it's school education um fitness um um, business you know like how i want to be the voice or or you know that the pathway for people to believe in themselves whether it's because they're inspired by me or whether they they're inspired by the community or whether they're inspired by people who were inspired by by exodus you know i want to be that light that beacon where people are like you know what if he can do it, I can do it. And trust me, guys, if I can do it, you can do it too. That's awesome. What would you say then people misunderstand about Jay the most? Um, oh, man. You know what? I think because I'm in, you got me in the right time, the right season of my life. I think people misunderstand my kindness. Um, you know, I, I, am able, I am able to, to allow um, BS from individuals, from other people to pack, like stack up with a smile that, you know, can kill. But, but it's, it's so funny. The more people think they're getting closer and closer to, to my inner circle. Um, and because they're taking advantage, they think of my niceness, the farther tech, to be honest with you, I'm technically getting away from them. They just haven't seen it yet. And then until the day happens where they're like, they're like, where did he go? It's like, I've been gone for a long time. You just haven't realized it. So I think, I think people, you know, misunderstand my kindness and my ability to be cordial. Um, and, and yeah, again, like 
I could go down, I could go down a rabbit hole in just that one alone. Yeah, I think civility in today's society has has almost gone by the sideways, right? Like there's there's no more civility. And for you to be able to, you know, like being a brand CEO, building something, not just of a, a brand, but it's a, it's you have a lot of stuff going on within your brand itself. Um, being able to be civil with people is one of the most important things that you need to have, even though sometimes you feel that you're surrounded by all this, you know, like in your words, BS. Um, but yeah. you know, have to put up with it. But at the same time, you know, people, like you said, you know, sometimes you, you keep your, not necessarily your enemies, like they say, like you're, you keep your friends close, but you keep your enemies close. You're not necessarily an enemy, but somebody that's t like, just like a leech and taking something from you that yes. they might not realize it, but you know, you, you're aware of that for yourself. Yeah, 100%, 100%. Well, if you... Um, if there was something that you value most in your life, what would you say mm -hmm. that would be? That's a, that's a deep one. Value most in my life. I, I think, I think, um, you know, the, the answering this question would come from, you know, giving you a little bit tidbit of like my journey of my roller coaster is support. I think I value right now in my life the most is support. And why do I say that? Because I did grow a brand, you know, you know, pretty much out of the back of my car. And I did grow a brand for years before anyone who you thought, you know, who you, you know, you think like, oh man, like this person is definitely going to buy something for me. Or, you know, you know, my family is going to be the, my number one supporters and, you know, my best friends or whatever the case may be. Um, and you, I didn't have that, you know what I mean? And I, I'm, I, I did and I didn't. I, I know, I, I know the people who supported me, but they probably supported me, you know, with the doors closed, you know, in a sense, like they didn't want my failure. They wanted me to succeed and maybe they just didn't know how to express it. But when you don't express it, I don't know what I don't know. So, you know, you just, you go on thinking like no one supports me, but my point is, but now I'm in a place where, I mean, you've seen, and you know, a lot of people, um, the community is just growing so strong and so powerful in the culture. Like I do not, and I don't think I ever will take that for granted because I, as one individual, I'm just a CEO of a company. But as a whole, we together are, like I said, a community and culture. And I will never take that for granted. They are, the, they are what I, I really cherish the most. Most definitely. Well, like you, we, we've been talking about, you, you're doing a lot of different things, right? Um, yeah. You know, I've, I've been reviewing your videos online, you know, a lot of the content that you, you put out a lot of great content, you know, even giving advice to prospective clients, prospective business partners, you know, uh, people that would use your gym uh, as their own, um, you know, when you let them and stuff like that. With all that stuff going on, you know, a lot of us think a long term what our impact is going to be when we die, like years and years and years yeah. from now. But have you thought of your impact in the short term, like in five years or so? Ooh, yes, I have thought about that. And I truly want people to um, without getting too emotional, I've had people with, be in the gym for a week, maybe even a few days in tears, um, telling me that they've had more support in this community by me than they have had in their year, two, three, four years of starting a business. And I think to myself that in five years from now, like I want people to, to, again, I want them to be able to say like, I started because somebody believed in me or maybe even say 
exodus believed in me. You know what I mean? Um, and again, I'm not here to step on anybody. If a, if a personal trainer came up to me and said, I want to open my own gym, I would sit down with them and tell them how I did it. You know, if someone came up to me and said, I want to open up my, or start my own clothing line, I would sit down and tell them how I did it. I don't, I, you know, I'm going to, a little shameless plug, but I, you know, Exodus is the standard, right? So if someone wants to beat me, they're going to have to work a lot harder than me. You know what I mean? So I'm willing to share everything I know. And I, ha I have testimonials that will back that up. Um, but, you know, five, like I said, you know, long-winded answer, five years from now and beyond, I want people to say that they are where they are because somebody like myself was willing to, to get, you know, help them along their journey. Absolutely. Well, my next question is, I sort of know part of the answer to this, but I'm curious to see um, what the rest is. So tomorrow, what's today? Sunday. So Monday morning, you wake up, you open your app, you open your bank account app, and you see $100 million on there. What would Jay yeah. spend it on? Shoot. Oh, man. I would spend it on nothing but no, I was gonna say something like Furbies or something. <laughs> Just kidding. No, I, we, we already Harry know. Potter collectibles. Harry Potter. I would go and buy the freaking um, like rights to Hogwarts or something. But no, um, um, no, I would. We already. I'm sure you already know this, but I would get a, acres. We're talking maybe 50 plus acres of just land where I can build like an Exodus just town, like to have a just that alone and and that way when you go and you pull up to exodus it is an instant it, even now i feel that here but i want it to be like instant flip of the switch you know you're you're here to lift you're here to be the best version of yourself you know i want i want training facilities i want um entrepreneur you know um facilities where people because i mean i think we lack that you know i mean as an entrepreneur you know, I know there's YouTube University and there's nothing against that. That's where 90% of my knowledge comes from. But it would be, excuse me, it would be nice to have a, a community um, or a place where just, I could tell you from A, a through Z what to do. You know what I mean? And, and but, um, but then again, um, you know, I also want, I would not only do I want the training facilities in the front and, and everything that it has to do with Exodus, but in the back of it all, I want my warehouses. Uh, of my supplement warehouse where I, I have my own workers, you know, working on the formulas and, and, and creating the supplements right then and there. I want my apparel warehouse where I have my own seamstress, my own pattern makers, marker makers, screen printers. And then, you know, uh, my Fastbar Pro, which, you know, again, shameless pug. Um, but, you know, I want my own steel and welders. And 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 um, so when people ask like, Jay, where does your products come from? I I want to proudly I think this is what I really, truly want to say one day. I, with everything in me, I want to say, just open the back door and you'll be, and I want people's faces to be like, holy crap, this guy, you know, is, you know, building a company ethically, morally, paying people what they're worth, um, giving jobs to people in the, you know, that live in the States and the U.S. And there's nothing wrong with, you know, anything else, but whatever other models out there without, I don't want to, you know, crap on anybody. But for me personally, I want to be able to proudly say that, you know, this, this is what I've, I've accomplished um, through the business. You know, like I said, morals, ethics, giving jobs, paying people their worth. I, 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 I cannot wait. I say that now I can technically say that now, but I want to be able to be hiring people. You know what I mean? So 
that would be amazing. That's where that money would go to. For sure, for sure. And I could definitely see that. An Exivus campus, basically. An Exivus campus. A campavis. Campavis. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I just like adding of this to every word to see if it catches on. That's literally, you know, so have fun with that, guys. Anyone who's doing that. Um, like, literally, I had a water bottle that said Exivus on it. And I was just like, Exivaz, you know, instead of Vaz water. Because it had a of Vaz. And that's kind of where that started like literally that because i had a, a vase water shaped water bottle with exodus on it i've been it just ever since that day i've been saying of this and any word i could think of well tell us i mean i'm curious where does the exodus name come from Oof. all right so well i started the company um a couple years ago like eight nine years ago and it was called forge hmm. right um because i i was in a place in my life where i was like man you know, I'm not going to lie. I was just down in the dumps, you know, pity me, poor me, why me? Um, everyone hates me. I'm so lonely. And there's, you know, there was a lot of personal issues going on in my life, uh, uh, mentally, physically, emotionally. So I'm not here to dismiss that from anyone else. Okay. But for me, I'm only talking about me. I had enough. And the only, re the only way to change when you have enough is, to change the circumstances, right? To change what you're doing. So I had to change what I was doing. And I thought, I'm going to start a brand. I'm going to start something that just means something powerful. And forge, when you look up the, the definition, it means to mold or create through concentrated effort. And I was like, whoa, here we go. You know, like, you know, you know, deals with metals, steel, you know, you heat up the metal and the, the iron or steel, whatever you're working with. And then you, you pull it out and you just hammer it into place. You give it the shape you want. And I'm like, man, that's life. You know, you get thrown in the fire and, you know, phew, you, you're burning up and then, you know, you come out and you get molded into the person you're, you're meant to become, you know, and, and um, so that's where Forge came out. And then, you know, after a couple of years, you know, I did get hit with a cease and desist because I wasn't taught that, hey, you know, how to trademark, copyright and all the whole shebang. So, um, you know, I had to give up the, the, the name and, um, and but I, I was so attached, you know, I just, you know, part of me just was killed. And so I kept the F and I was like, how do I keep the F? How do I keep this logo? How do I keep, and, and mind you, the slogan back then was live heated, be formed to play on those words, mm. live heated meant to live with fire, live with passion, live with purpose. And, th and then to be formed was to be formed in the, the, you know, the best version of yourself. So that live heated, be formed. I was like, man, I like that. I like that. What do I do? So then I changed the name to BFRMD, which stood for be formed. So I was able to keep the logo, the F and B F R M D. And honestly, with everything in me, it was a placeholder. I, I just wanted to, didn't want to let go of it. You know, I didn't want to let go of the name. And I was, I was like, man, if I let go, of, like, I, I honestly told myself I would never come up with something as good as I could. Like, you know, I just told my, I told myself that for months, years, honestly, because I kept before for a couple of years too. And actually when I opened up this gym, I actually opened it up under Beformed Inc. Um, but I, you know, as I was sitting here, I was by myself, you know, it was like a late night. I don't even tell you how late it was or what day it was. I just was here by myself and, and I was staring at it. I have a big, like a, uh, like this banner right here. I have one of B4 and I just stared at it and I just told myself, I'm like, if I don't let go of that name, it will forever be just a hole in the wall gym. I already knew B formed would always be a hole in the wall gym. Like everything in me told me that. And I was like, I need something more powerful. I need something more powerful. So, um, 
that's where Exodus came about. So I wanted a word that meant to to do. Like I wanted a, a call to action kind of word. And Exodus, uh, or sorry, execute was the word that came up. I came out like I was like, man, execute. I want something that means like to execute. So I I wrote down execute. Then I was like, all right, execute. That's cool. And I was like, but I was like, man, I go. I I was kind of putting my life into play. I was like, what did I do besides execute? And I was like, it just kind of like kind of came out. I was like, man, I committed. I was like, I committed to myself, and I executed my commitment. So I wrote down commit. So I had that there. And then literally, it was just I was just re was um reverse engineering what I wanted of, of, of a company. And so the next thing I did was I was like, all right, I, you commit, you execute, but why do we give up, right? I was just questioning myself, like, what happens when we give up? And I'm like, you know what? Because people use life as a trigger, you know, to not do – I mean, I'm like, man, if you use life as a trigger, that is the worst thing you, you can do because life happens to you daily, it doesn't matter if it's the small things where you, I mean, how many times have we stubbed our toe, our toe and our whole day's ruined? You know, or someone cut us off in the freeway and we tell everybody, we call our whole family saying this a-hole cut us off and our whole day's ruined. You know what I mean? Or even to the bigger things, you know, you, you lost your job and then your whole year's ruined. You broke up with this, you know, your, your, as your significant other, your whole year's ruined. You lost a loved one. You, you get what I'm saying? Like yeah. when you use life as a trigger, you're you're just asking to be put in this cycle of never never ending like why me poor me pity me and I'm again my story may not be as powerful as someone else's story or you know circumstances it's not I'm not about I'm not talking about comparing I'm talking about are you strong enough as a person when your life hits you in your journey are you strong enough to push through it right so that's where I wanted something that meant um, overcome. I was like, man, so I wrote, typed in overcome, but I didn't like the word overcome. And I was like, eh, I don't, I don't, it's not cool enough for me. So I typed it in and, and uh, on the good old Jugal and, uh, and uh, um, what's the Invictus poem popped up. And it, I guess it means, uh, not I guess, I know what it means. It means it's a poem about being unconquerable or undefeated. And I was like, that is it. I want a word that means conquer. Conquer the days you don't want to show up. Conquer the days that you have nothing but excuses, but you still do it anyways, you know? So that's where commit, um, execute, conquer came in. And then I was like, well, I want, I, I, and it's funny. I even wrote down, I wanted X's, V's, and Z's in my name. So that's what I wanted. And I was like, execute, Invictus, execute, Invictus. And I put it together and I was like, Exodus. So um, that's how I came up with it. And I wrote it down and I put it into USPTO. And I was the, I'm literally the only one and watch out Nike. I'm calling it. You guys heard it here today. First, February 20th, 2022 at 438. I'm going to go after companies like Nike in the next 20 years, you know, because we are the only, I like Exodus is the only Exodus in the U S and international. You know, I didn't have to compete with anybody. I literally am the only Exodus that's fitness lifestyle, you know, brand and um you know again i i, I went on nike and saw what they put and i put the same thing you know what i mean so whatever i'm i will be untouchable when it comes to that um and that's the goal and that's something i want to talk teach entrepreneurs how to do you know what i mean but so that's you know hopefully i wasn't too long-winded on that but that's where exodus came up with it was a whole revert reverse engineering what i wanted a company to stand for and um and what i stood for and that is where we were talking about before we got on here about the deserving I went through hell and back, and because we're human, I had to. I was dumb enough to go back to hell and come back, and you know what I mean. I did it a couple times, but eventually, 
I felt like I got to a point where I was I was strong enough to carry such a powerful message. I mean, commit, execute, and conquer, and having and calling your company the standard. Whew, you don't you don't get that. You don't get you don't get to call yourself that or carry. You don't get to carry that kind of baton, um, that torch with you when you just start. It does not happen. You know, you I I had to go through hell and back to even feel confident enough to get there. And you know, and I did, and here we are. That's fascinating. And thank you so much for for unpacking that for our listeners, because a lot of times, you know, me included, um, you know, I didn't know what Exodus meant. And I think, you know, I knew what it stood for based on the brand that you created. But now being able to give context to what kind of led you down the path of reverse engineering where you wanted to be and kind of forming that, you know, from from being, you know, being throwing a cease and desist to to coming with a brand that's amazing three uh six six letter word um that is easy to remember um highly brandable i think you know me from coming from marketing that's it's an amazing yeah. and ama- it's amazing right it's just two syllables so that's you know that's great branding on your part um you know like you know you touched on a little bit about your your previous journey i know we we talked about partly um, a little bit about that offline. Maybe you could uh, give our listeners a little bit of a background of how your childhood was like when you were growing up. Um, oh, that, okay. My childhood. So I grew up on two and a half acres. Okay. So, you know, I was, I mean, I'm not comparing it to a farm because I already know there's a people out there like, you don't know what if I, I don't. I'm just saying like, I lived like, it felt like a farm to me, you know, I'm, you know, chopping down trees, taking all day to cut the grass and edge it and weed whack it and pick up the, the weeds, the, the fire department coming up to make sure that we weren't a fire hazard. So, and you know, and half the time we were a fire hazard. So we had to, we took like weeks to cut, cut down weeds and they're weeds. So after you cut them down, you know, you blink and they're back up again. You're like, what? I just spent a whole month cutting you guys down. By the time you get from one end to the other, the other end is already catching up again, growing. It's like, how do you keep up with that? But that built a lot of work ethic. Because my parents were very, uh, you know, hey, did you get your chores done? You know, hey, you know, my dad was like, and my dad, the cool thing about my dad was he didn't expect me to wake up at five, six in the morning to get the, the yard started if he wasn't going to do it. Mm. You know, he, he was there with me, you know, so, um, you know, and I think that built a lot of, uh, um, how do you say, uh, it, it, it took out the resentment, you know, like most kids are like, well, why do I have to do it? You know, I didn't have that. You know, I, my dad was there. So I was like, my growing up, I was like, why am I not doing it? like I, he would be cutting the grass sometimes. And I would hear the lawnmower while I was sleeping. And I wake up real fast and change, you know, and I, I, you didn't have to tell me to do it. You know, you didn't have to, and my dad didn't have to come. I think he knew the moment I heard a lawnmower, he was like, I was going to be out there. Hey dad, what do you need help with? You know? Um, so I think growing up in that, you know, uh, that kind of lifestyle, uh, it built a lot of work ethic, you know, um, and then my mom, you know, or even I'll go back to my dad, even in sports, you know, I, I'm a small guy, you know, um, you know, I'm five, eight, but if you look on my, my Tinder profile, I'm, I'm a five, I'm five eleven, you know, but uh, no, I'm kidding. I, I don't have, a, I don't have a Tinder profile, but my point is I'm, I'm a short guy. I'm a short guy. Um, and, but I was a small kid, you know I mean? So 
but I was good and I was even looked at in sports because my dad instilled a work ethic and, you know, he, he it was no, I, he didn't care if I, I wasn't babied because I was a son. It was, if anything, I got, I got more of the, the tough, tough, super tough love. Um, so again, you know, growing up, I had, I had the work ethic. I had the, the mindset to, to be the best version of myself already because it was sports. And then again, my, you know, my, my parents weren't really straight A's, but my mom was in charge of the grades and, um, I was lucky, you know, uh, uh, you know, my mom or maybe my mom was lucky. I don't know, because school came easy for me uh, at a certain point. And, um, you know, and, and, you know, I just pick up things so fast. I, you know, math was easy, fairly easy for me. English was fairly easy for me, um, you know, and uh, and uh, until a certain age where I just said, I don't want to do this anymore. And I, gave, I got I got lazy later on in high school and um, and I paid the price for it because, you know, when you don't use it, you do lose it. And I didn't use a while. I didn't use my brain for a while, you know, um, but that's a different story for a different time. I just was like, eh, I checked out too early in my life. Um, but, you know, excuse me, no regrets because again, I am, I'm here where I'm, I'm at where I am. Um, but yeah, you know, again, just a quick, you know, side story is that I, I owe a lot to my parents because, you know, I, it, it was, they taught me how to get things done right away, you know, um, and, you know, we knocked down a wall and built a wall in a day. My sister came with me, knocked down, tore down one of these walls for 12. It was me and my sister, 12 hours. You know, that's the kind of work ethic. My, I mean, you don't get that. You know, my sister is a small little thing, and she was here tearing down walls with me. And then the next day, two days later, my dad comes and builds a whole office, you know, in the, in the, in the warehouse. And we did that in two days. You know what I mean? Like, so, like, that is, I was blessed to have that work ethic instilled in me fascinating that's fascinating thank you so much for for sharing that you know um when you were a kid you know in, you know being able to have the background of parents that really kind of pushed the best out of you right um really yeah. made you uncomfortable i'm sure you know as a kid you know i i had that experience with my grandpa i grew up in you know with my grandparents my grandpa was really like pushing you to do something that you really didn't want to do um, and I think that's something that you you had. Um, did that develop um, like something like of a dream job for you when you were gonna grow up? Like, did was there something that you know your your parents were kind of leaning towards, pushing you towards something, or did, yes. did you kind of come up with like, oh, you know what, I want to be like this when I grow up, based on the experiences that I'm having now as a kid? No, no, I I don't know if it was experiences or just. Well, I, I mean, I guess it is. Everything's an experience, but it, it was. I was kind of being developed mentally and, and work ethic for uh, to be a doctor. I wanted mm -hmm. to be a reconstructive surgeon, and um, but I wanted to do uh, deformities, you know, like cleft lip or just things that. Even back then, I my even as a young age, I was very adamant on, on um, giving people confidence, you know, and uh, and 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 I, you know, I went to you know took my bio classes, my anatomy classes, my chem classes, my physio classes, and um, you know, at that time, you know, I was during college years, I was living in my car and working. I would work from nine p.m. to six a.m. Shower at the at the gym because I was living in my car. Then go to work or go to school from eight a.m. to like five p.m. and and then try having time to study and do work and and then sleep like maybe thirty minutes and I did that over and over again for a couple of years and eventually I, I you know I'm not proud of it and I'm very happy and super blessed that I never hurt anybody 
but I did fall asleep behind the wheel two times and got in two bad, bad accidents. And, um, and it was a, I think during that time, I was a realization that maybe, um, that maybe, um, uh, what do you call it? That, uh, uh, the doctor route wasn't for me, you know, our school wasn't for me. And I, or maybe I just put that in my head, that school probably wasn't for me. You know what I mean? But either way, it's those those incidences that, that you know, that was like, all right, I need to find something else in my life. Gotcha. Well, you know, looking back at your childhood, was there something specific in your childhood that you, when you look back on, that you feel mm-hmm. that it sort of led you exactly to the point in your life that you are today? Oh yeah, I, I would say I would say one of my favorite times uh, is uh, was uh, working out with my dad, you know, and kind of kind of was why kind of was like I like personal training, I like fitness, I like you know um, looking the best version of myself, you know, I like to look good on summer, you know what I mean? I just I think I but I think because I shared such a passionate, um, uh, you know. Um, you know, moment with my dad when we would, when, you know, we had the gym and even sports. I, I just, I think it was an easy second choice to go into the fitness industry. And that, because of that decision, I became a personal trainer, but I wasn't satisfied working it for someone else, you know, at a 24 hour fitness. So then I became a private personal trainer in a private facility, but I wasn't satisfied of not owning a gym. You know what I mean? And then I, you know, so it, 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 it grew. But because of that decision of like, you know what? I like, I like to work out and I like doing it with my dad. So that, that kind of did, that had to, that was that moment right there. Fascinating. Fascinating. So um, you, you were in college, you're living in your car, going to school, um, you know, got into those two accidents. Um, what would you say from that point in time? What was that turning point in your life? that made you decide that, Hey, you know what, you know, cause you were being a doctor and you know, you had that accident, but there has to have been a, a specific moment that you maybe you may or may not remember that it, you felt that that was a turning point in your life that made you change and kind of move to a different trajectory in your life that, you know, that kind of pointed you to right now. Um, I mean, I, I guess I, I would have to honestly just go towards the accidents. I mean, okay. I mean, both times I was super lucky, you know, going over our center divider on one and getting T-bone on the other. I think it was, um, how do you say, it was just literally, I mean, you know, you know, literally it was a do or die. Do I keep doing this? And <laughs> do I die trying? <laughs> you know what I mean? And I just, I, I and I think um, I had to, you know, and, you know, and, and I'll be honest, it was a, it was a, I had to look at a third perspective, uh, like, you know, the, their point of view, you know, because here I was, you know, I was homeless, you know, um, you know, I, at the moment, again, nothing against my family. It was my, it was pride that, you know, I want every listener and everyone in this situation to understand that sometimes pride and, and, and ego can keep you from, you know, uh, or make you do stupid things. You know what I mean? So I was living on my own in my car because of pride and ego, you know, I was working full time. You know, I was lonely. You know, I was, you know, I I don't mean to, you know, poop on anybody's, you know, feelings. And again, I I don't ever want anyone to think I'm comparing. I'm talking about my life and my life alone. But I truly know what it means to be lonely. Like, I'm talking, I didn't have a phone for six months. 
and no one even knew. Like, that's how many people reached out to me. I had six months phoneless, and not one person knew I was phoneless because I had no one. I lived, I went, I went to class, went to my car, went to my car, went to work. You know what I mean? It, it, I had three points of destinations, and that was it. And in all three points, like I was by myself, and I so I had a uh, pain. I had I was hurt. I was crying myself to sleep at night because I just felt like you know. Again, one, I just made the decision. Oh, I, I forgot to mention a, a, a professor. I missed a practicum. I actually missed a practicum, and that same professor. Gosh, she probably hated me. I missed a practicum because I had an accident. And then the second practicum, I fell asleep on the cadaver pretty much. I was writing and I kind of like nodded off and I like my hand hit a, a cadaver. And if you guys don't know, that is the biggest no-no you can – like they will expel you because you touch – like if you disrespect a cadaver. Like that is just – you just don't do that. But, you know, I, I was able to like kind of say like I'm, I fell asleep. And someone next to me was like, wow, he literally legit fell asleep standing up, you know? Um, but that was when the professor was like, maybe this isn't for you. And I think that is what led to me saying, like, you know, maybe this isn't for me, you know? So here I am, lonely. No one even knows I practically exist. Working full time, homeless, and I just got told and I just made a decision that the future that I'm working so hard for, that I am literally almost died twice for, isn't for me. You know what I mean? And I think so all that together just, you know, led me to, to say, you know what, what do I want to be when I grow up pretty much? And I'm, you know, again, I'm, I was already like 21, 22 years old, but, but I literally did ask that. I was like, what do I want to be when I grow up? What do I want to be 10 years from now, 20 years from now? Who do I want to be? And what impact do I want to have? And that is kind of where Forge in that, and those thought processes, Forge came about. You know, I was like, man, I am being, I am being thrown to the fire and I am being molded into someone, someone who, who can be better, you know? And, uh, and because I had that work ethic instilled in me, I didn't give up. And I think that, thank you to my family for, you know, putting that in me because I think, um, I like to say I'm not, I'm above average, you know, but I think any, you know, normal, sane human would have been like, um, that's it. I'm giving up school. I'm going to get a house. I'm going to um, or rent an apartment. And I'm going to just work, you know, and, and they would have been content with that. I was not going to, I was not ready to give be content. You know what I mean? And so, yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, I mean, I want to dive into that a little bit more. So you're, you know, you're in your car, you know, you make that you made this decision. I'm living in your car and you know, you're working full time. Did that allow you to sort of save up that allowed you to start forge? Is yep. that what, yep. what, how that, that kind of came about? Blessing in disguise. And I don't even know. It was like, um, you know, divine, you know, intervention. I, I don't know what, what I'm looking for. Like God, God willing pretty much that I, I don't even know what I was saving for. I, I could have probably gotten an apartment. I mean, you know, honestly, um, you know, I was working full time. So I was making, you know, and I was working nights. And, and so, you know, but I, I just. I didn't want to for whatever reason. And even to this day, I could not tell you like, why I didn't want to. Why I was living in my car more, um, more comfortable. And, you know, and, and, uh, and, uh, and looking back, like, yeah, I was, I was lucky to, make, to have had that whatever gut. And you know what? I pride myself in gut, in my gut instincts. You know, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying I'm 100% right on my decisions, but boy, God gave me a gift of gut. 
of gut feeling, you know. So, um, but yes, the money saved up allowed me to buy my first shirts. The money saved up allowed me to because again, when you when you're in the clothing industry, people forget that you you buy the shirts, you get them screen printed, you have to ship them. Like, there's a lot of costs <laughs> that go into into the whole thing. But fun fact, I didn't even do it the normal way. I actually did cut and sew right off the bat, which is different. So cut and sew, for those that don't know, is there's companies where they have, they're called white label or blanks, um, where you can just throw your label on anything, right? And um, so when people say they have a clothing brand, that's usually nine out of 10 times what they mean. I already after that, I was like, I don't want to be that. I don't want to be that. Like I'm not, I'm not settling for that either. So I went out and I went to LA and I handpicked fabric. And then I was making phone calls to people who can um, help me uh, make patterns and my chicken scratch drawings into reality. And, um, and um, so, yeah, I went the even the most expensive way. But I can honestly probably say that is why I, I have a clothing brand. And, and I was already right off the bat worrying about quality over quantity. So, again, I, I just instinctively made that decision. Wow. Amazing. I, I think one of the, the biggest lessons for our listeners there is your process of stoicism, right? Like, you know, kind of enduring the pain, enduring the hardship when if you really think about it, you don't really have to, right? I think that's yeah. the most important, important thing there because like you were being, you don't know, but you were being prepared for something bigger, something better than what you had at that particular moment in time. Um, and a lot of us, when we're going through these trials and tribulations, sometimes self-made, sometimes not. Um, but being able to recognize that you had something bigger for you and then making that decision, that conscious decision, and then making the right decision at that moment to head into a new direction where you can use that stoicism, that hardship, the pain, all the stuff that you kind of built throughout those times that you were struggling. Um, and then being able to kind of pivot your life and go for something that was bigger, like, you know, cut and sewn, you know, like doing, you know, starting a fashion brand and all that stuff. It's not easy to do, but also making the decision to do it that way takes a lot of guts, right? Because you're competing as a new player in, in the fashion space. You know, my, my former job, my last corporate job, I was head of marketing for a lingerie company. So we did a lot of cut and sew and bras, um, uh, custom because of, you know, like, you know, we were, we were a full figured, full busted line and things of that yeah. nature. So the expense of being able to work with fabrics in that capacity is extremely expensive because it's not only material extensive, but it's also labor extensive. Yep. Right. And then you, I would assume you're not, you're not doing these things out in another country. You were doing them right here in America. So that adds another labor cost into something. Yep. So being able to just, you know what, start a brand that way. I, I, I can't imagine how, how difficult it must have been to be able to kind of put your products out there in the market, being a brand new brand, and then putting your price tag over here when your competitors that are doing it the cheap way are literally down here, not even seen yep. on the screen. Uh, I, I trust me, I, I had many tearful nights when people would be like, I could just get it at Walmart. And, I'm, and I would just be like, no, you don't understand. I am, you know, or people would be like, oh, I just, I'll just go to Nike. And I'd be like, you don't get it. Nike, um, you know, I don't, I don't want to get you shut down by Nike. Or anything, but like, you know, they cost them 30 cents. 
to make a shirt, guys, yeah. 30 cents. That means labor and fabric go into cost, and it costs Nike 30 cents to make a shirt. So I just want people to understand who, how much a person who's making that is making off of a shirt that you are then spending 30 to $50 on. And so when people would say like, you know, and it costed me 10 to $12 to make a shirt. And then on top of that, I would still charge only like $30. You know what I mean? 30, $35 because I was just trying to make my money back or double my profit. I mean, I was just trying to double my profit. And um, so when people were like, you know, oh, I can, you know, or, you know, when people were like, I'll support you. Can you give me free clothes and I'll support you? It's like, what? That's not support. That's not support. And, you know, and I'm a big, big advocate, um, even till today, that will, like I said, I'm the voice for entrepreneurs to let people know. I, I, I will say this out loud. Like, for those who ask for free stuff, you need to get out of that entrepreneur's life because you have no respect for their hard work, their blood, sweat, and tears um, for their product or service or craft because, like, how dare you? How dare you ask somebody for something for free when you go around and you are willing to go spend $100 on a pair of jeans? But you're going to ask your, your young business owner, you know, for something for free. Like, how dare you? Like, I don't even know how society thinks that's okay, but whatever. I could, again, I'm, I, I will go, I will, I will rip a new one to someone who tries to, because I get on young entrepreneurs. And again, I don't mean of age, I mean of journey. Who ask me like, how do I give people for some? How do I tell people no? I'm like, like this, F to the no. That's how you say it. You know what I mean? Like, no, like, you're not gonna give you something for free because you have no respect for me. So why am I gonna respectfully, you know? I mean, re I mean, I'll, I'll respectfully just gonna tell you no. You know what I mean? So, anyways, there's that. There's that tangent for you. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing that. I think a lot of people that you know they do a different type of business, but being in fashion, margin is. It's tough, right? Because like, you know, depending on the depending on the type of business model that you would run, um, you know, you could do the wholesale route, which a lot of fashion brands do, like even Nike does, right? They 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 wholesale their stuff. So their margin is quite quite high. I mean, there's so many middlemen, right? They have like overstock outlets, they have private label outlets, they have direct to consumers and stuff like that. But for you, you only almost have a choice of with such a small margin, fifty percent. You know, people think like, wow, that's a lot. No, it's not. 50% margin is very tough because, yeah. you know, things become out of season, you know, fabrics, you know, lose their their colors and, and, and you know, dying. Yep. And, and there's a lot of that stuff that goes on. And you you are sort of tied to being able to just sell direct to consumer. So that yep. price that you're getting, people are selling at that price, like you said, producing stuff for less than a buck. And selling at yep. a 30, 40, 50 bucks. It's crazy. Mind-blowing um, margins. And, you know, I don't even think I ever want to get there to those margins because then I would have, I would lose my integrity of my buck company. Like, there's no way I can ever make a, 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 a unit, a garment um, for a dollar. There's just no way. Because because more often than not, that means the, like the product itself, the materials to make it, costs more than the actual labor. <laughs> you know what I mean, and that that's 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 kind of disgusting in my opinion. But I'm not here to knock anyone's method. I'm just just saying, you know. Yeah, absolutely. It is what it is. Well, to each his own. I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm 
I'm very happy that, um, you know, to hear that you, you're sticking to your brand, you're sticking to the core ethos of what it is that Exibus is all about. And not a lot of young entrepreneurs are able to do that. A lot of, a lot of us, when we're young in our entrepreneurial journey or brand company, we make, a, we cut a lot of corners. We, we try to fit in um, mm -hmm. to be able to fit whatever the other people's uh, lifestyle or opinion is about us so that they'll accept us. But for you, you took yeah. a stand. And I think, you know, having that experience on your forged brand kind of gave you a lot more cojones, I guess. To, yeah. When you started Exivus to have that thing like, you know what? I, I had another brand. I gave that up. Um, and I built, I'm building something new that you need to be able to appreciate because I put blood, sweat, and tears to yes. go from there to where I am today. So that yes. alone is worth the 50% margin that you're paying over the whatever it is brand that you want to, you know, put exactly. on your put on your backs, basically. Exactly. Well, you said it. You said. It. I mean, and, and you know, to make it, you know, people understand. I do have promotional shirts, right? That are. Of, of, of blanks, but they're sold at a price of promotional shirts. And then, and then I have my cut and sew because again, Exodus is still new. So, you know, I, one thing I do want to say is I learned my lesson that maybe cut and sew right off the bat probably isn't the way to spread a message, but it is the way to grow my company. You know what I mean? So I'm learning, I'm learning a little bit of it, but um, event, like 90%, you know, is going to be Kunso and then and then and then the other ten percent is promotional. But eventually, once everyone once Exodus is a household name, you best believe that a hundred percent of it, even down to like the socks, will be cut and sew. Like there's just no way around that. Like I, that's the goal to have. But you know, just build off of your what you said about the stand, the like the the standard of of like I had a standard. You know, not going to name any names, but you know, I I have a standard even for my coaches, and I won't waver which is why I built it. And even my community of culture is, is growing so fast. You know, I had a coach who literally, I told him like, Hey, I don't like the personality you have. Like I'm here explaining the gym, you know, showing you my passions and you completely dismiss me. I'm like, that's not the culture I want. And the, you know, respectfully the met the coach messaged me and said, this isn't, this isn't the gym for me because you know, I have bougie clients and whatever, you know, and I'm like, you know, to somebody, somebody would have said, no, no, I'm so sorry. I respectfully said, yeah, you are right. This gym is not for you and me. Not, and I told him, I was like, not that your clients wouldn't be accepted here. I go, but I would rely, I would rely and expect you to set the standard. So there's no one who should be coming in here bougie anyways. You know what I mean? But it's so funny that I had one coach who was like, nah, I'm sorry. Your, your standards are just not what align with me. But then literally the next day, the next freaking day, all randomly one of my coaches just random was just said, hey, I just want to thank you, Jay, for having this community, this great. And it just and I, I posted it as a reel. If you look at my reel, it's a conversation of all my coaches just saying like that. And they didn't know anything. They don't know anything about that. That's my private stuff. They don't they don't need to know who, who the coach was or who it was I'm talking about. But or who I'm, you know what I mean? They didn't know anything of that. They just randomly, like literally the next day, and I just had a, a plethora of just all my coaches just saying like, this is the best gym, like only gym. I like, And it just was like, I'm like, and that is why I'm I'm so confident keeping my standards because one person may not like it, but I'm, I'm not gearing it towards them. I'm not, I'm, that's, they're not my clientele. My clientele is the people who will appreciate, you know, what I'm trying to grow. 
Yeah, and w- whenever we build something, we build a business. We're not building it for the whole world, for everybody. This is not yeah, a mass exactly. consumption um, commodity product. This is your your brand is your brand, and what it, whatever ethos, whatever um, culture you're trying to build, does that culture and ethos is the same people that you're also trying to attract and bring with you. Like you know, if you notice a lot of a lot of brands, Under Armour attracts a different crowd than Converse, than Reebok, yeah. right? Then uh, Adidas or, you know, like end one back in the day. I don't know if end one is still around, but you know, like Nike is, an, is another thing. It's going to be the next champion watch. We end one and champion. We're not, but now all of a sudden champion watch. I can't wait. I cannot wait to laugh at the, the one artist or famous person that wears N one and makes it big. I'm just be like, you guys don't even know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, uh, now let's go proceed with our podcast. Well, now that we've gotten to know your story a little bit more, are you willing and ready to go a little bit deeper? I'm, 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 I'm ready for it. Hit me with your best shot. Well, Jay, what does being part of the local Main Street entrepreneur community mean to you? Uh just be, can I just be like blunt and like almost in general, just being part of it. I mean, I mean, when you're surrounded by like-minded individuals, you know, you want to, you want to stay close to the fire. You know, I, I mean, when you have, when you're given opportunities like this, like you, you know, someone who's a, a smart business owner would take advantage of it, but at the same time, not only take advantage of it, but also want to be able to, to, uh, return return the favor by providing as much value as you can. You know what I mean? And that just that's just what it is. What it is. That that's the truth. For sure. For sure. Um, I mean, that's why. I mean, hopefully, the, the being on here is just shows. You know, hopefully, my story can inspire somebody. You know, I'm sure it will. I mean, it inspires me just just learning about your story. I mean, knowing a little bit about your background previously, but also kind of diving a little bit deeper and that's why in this podcast you know i've, I've had guests where before the podcast they're like why why so many questions well because it depends um um on the the person that's listening to this podcast i want them to to take any piece of nugget because sometimes let's say 90 percent of it doesn't apply to them but there's that 10 percent that they take away that will allow them to change someone else's life and that's the, that's those golden nuggets are what what the most important thing is. So being able to kind of expand on your journey, on your life, and things of that nature, just like you, of talking about your journey, about just that little portion of you being in the car, right? That that wasn't part of my question, but asking you about well, what did you do with the money that you saved? Well, then it, it kind of brings a something to somebody that's listening. Hey, like if you if you ever dream of something big or even small. You need seed capital to be able to do it. You're, you're going to either ask your friends for it, ask your parents, ask your, you know, your significant other, get a bank loan, or you're going to have to save for it so you can have seed money to be able to start whatever it is that you're trying to start. So that's why that's, you know, being able to kind of go through these questions a little bit deeper is very important, in my opinion. Uh, was, you know, growing up as a child, you're you you're being pushed to, you know, work hard, have a great work ethic and seeing this and going for a more, not being a doctor is not really corporate, right? It's, you're almost like a, a specialist, right? Like you're like a, like a hitman, like a sniper, you know, you're, you're being trained to be a highly specialized individual to save people's lives, right? 
throughout that trajectory from your childhood, was being an entrepreneur on your radar at all as a child? No, I don't. Okay. I don't think I ever thought about owning a business. I definitely yeah. thought about owning animals, <laughs> but not not and uh, owning Potter. a farm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I, the only thing that on my mind growing up was um, being a wizard and owning a farm, like literally. But um, never, never, a, never a business. I, I mean, I mean, I, I didn't think about owning a business till like I was twenty two. Like that's the god honest truth, you know. Uh, I, I, that, that's kind of late, you know, in my opinion you know i mean like to even to even have that thought of owning a business you know uh you know especially well i mean nowadays i mean every kid who has a tiktok thinks they're a business owner or something but, but you know or you know but but i mean we're talking like 10 12 years ago like i i just yeah it's just weird it's weird how how late it, it, and it and it wasn't i was and the fun crazy fact is it wasn't even like a progression of like, hey, I'm kind of interested in being a business owner. Like, what does that look like? It was literally going to school, become a doctor, trying to be, you know, make it, um, you know, and then, and then being told like, probably not right now is not the best time for you. Getting in a car accident and then moping and, and and pitying myself. That literally instantly switched, instantly switched to, you know what? I'm gonna start a brand. You know, <laughs> like, like crazy, like you know. So yeah. Yeah, that's that's so interesting, right? Like, because a lot of us, um, you know, like there's there's like entrepreneurial bug that sort of I, I felt as a as a kid, right? You're always like trying to like make an extra buck here and there, you know, and stuff like that. But for you, like that's why what's that's that's the most interesting, fascinating thing about your journey is you just you basically just flip the switch. Like mm-hmm. today, I'm gonna be an entrepreneur. I'm gonna. Must, <laughs> I know nothing about cut and sewn, uh, you know, yeah. getting fabric, you know, starting a brand. Not know nothing about, uh, you know, like uh, patenting my stuff. Then you're like, hey, I'm gonna, uh, I'm becoming a doctor, you... <laughs> playing with Wait, cadavers, just... and then starting yeah. a, a, a fashion line. <laughs> More like falling asleep into the cadavers, and then yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, crazy. You know what? I think I'm. Not, I don't think I've ever said that out loud. I think this is you. You. You heard it here first. Like, it was instant. It was. There was no. I'm gonna own a business growing up. There's. I'm. I had any passion of the. I. I don't think I even knew what the word entrepreneur meant. I. I just. It was nothing. Like no. No hint at all. Until the day I was like, like I said, you know, all these things happened, and I was just like, what happens if I start my own clothing brand? Let's do that. And that, that's, that's kind of how it started. Yeah. Crazy. Was there any family at all that were in business at all? Uh, not that I think, not that I could think of. If there was, they were, they were very um, low key about it, but, I, or maybe I didn't pay attention, you know, uh, but I don't, there was not someone who was definitely a, a, uh, I don't think a, a, a business, you know, you know, savvy, like, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm I'm a I'm a business owner. I'm a CEO. You know nothing like that. All right. All right. Well. Okay. So you wake up. You have a brand. You have a company. You're the CEO yeah. of your own destiny. Yeah. How was that journey like? The first day that you know what? I don't have my my future is uncertain. That's what entrepreneurship, in practical terms, is. You have a vision of what you're trying to do, but. As a as a young entrepreneur, you're sort of un, 
You want you we say that we're certain about what we're going to build, what it's going to become, but deep inside us, in in our hearts, if you really dig deep in there, there's a lot of uncertainty. So how was that like for you? So like you're you're still living in your car, you know, you you were gonna be a doctor and now you're not, and then today you're you're an entrepreneur. Walk us through that a little bit. Oh man, I did a live on something like this before, but I so I'm gonna try. I think I can be able to me me be more dialed in on this. But first day, I already wanted to go back to work. I don't want. I don't want to be an entrepreneur. <laughs> first day, guys. First week. First month. I was like, entrepreneurs sucks. Like what? I was so lost. I because again, you I didn't know anything, so I didn't even know who to call or who who existed out there in the world to be like, hey, I want to start a clothing brand. You know what I mean? Like, guys, like I knew absolutely – it was such a – it was spur of the moment. Like, I'm going to start something so powerful. And then the next morning, I was like, but I don't know where to start. So you know what? <laughs> I scratched that idea. You know what I mean? Um, and that's the God honest truth. But but I think I think this is something I can hopefully really, you know, uh, hit the nail on the head is that when you said it best is that there's a lot of uncertainty, but a lot of uncertainty comes – from the fact of you not doing, you know, um, going back to the support, you know, and, you know, entrepreneurs saying like, oh, my family doesn't support me and my friends don't support me, blah, blah, blah. And then you look back at their, their history and you ask yourselves, like you ask them like, well, didn't you quit this hobby? Didn't you quit this relationship? Didn't you quit school? Didn't you quit like 20 jobs this year? So those people rightfully so, in your inner circle, when you say you're going to start a company, they, okay, but they're not going to believe you and they're not going to support it. Why? Because, it's not because they don't love you, but you haven't given a reason to support you, right? And I think that goes even deeper with personal self. Um, you, you will not believe in yourself unless you do it. So I tell people all the time, like people, dude, people, entrepreneurs tell me all the time, like, oh, I don't know if I can do it. I know. That's the point. You don't need belief to start a company. You need to do it and you build the belief later. You know what I mean? Like for me, now I've gone to a point where I say I'm going to do it. It's expected of me, not only for myself, but for my circle. Like anyone who's around me and I say, hey, I'm going to knock this wall down because my gym's building. Guess what? There's no question about it. A wall's going to get knocked down that day and I'm going to build the gym bigger. You know, or hey, guys, I'm going to come up with this design or this product guess what? There's no doubt in myself or even the people around me that's going to happen. But it takes time to get there, guys. Like, it, like if you feel like, oh, I, I can't start because I don't believe in myself, guys, the reason why you don't believe in yourself is because you never started in the first place, nor you probably never did anything in the first place. You know what I mean? Um, so I, I hope people can really um, look in the mirror and be like, you know what? You know, like, it's not belief I'm lacking. It's action. Yeah, definitely. I mean, taking massive action is really the root of of success. Because you can, like, I think we talked about it offline. You, you can you can dream the dream, but if you don't take any action whatsoever to take steps towards that dream, that dream is going to stay a dream, and it's not gonna. Yep. It's never going to happen. Um, yep. You know, there's there's a book. Um, I googled it right now just to make sure that I have the the correct uh, author. It's Cal Newport about deep work, and I think a lot of times, you know, we were I, I was on another podcast interview 
um, earlier this week, we were talking about um, passion, right? Being passionate about something. For you, you because you got into entrepreneurship later, you were still really, really young, right? Like in your early twenties, like you're young, you're like, you're, you're a baby in the whole grand scheme of things. But I think, you know, one of the key lessons from that book that I picked up for deep work is you do something long enough, you're going to be passionate about it. Like sometimes thinking of like, Oh, I have to be passionate about something before I stay start taking action. I think if you start taking what the book said is in, and this is a, you know, the, he's one of the youngest tenured professors in, um, in, in, in university, he, you put in the work and the passion is going to come after, right. For you all your life, you know, like based on what we've discussed so far, work ethic, you know, like, you know, cutting grass, you know, working on your acreage and all that stuff. It's, it's putting stuff in you, the work ethic, the work ethic, and you starting a gym. If you think about it, it lines up because that requires massive action for you to be, it takes commitment for you to make like, you know, food, uh, healthy choices and stuff like that. But it also takes massive action for you to be able to actually commit to doing it on a day-to-day basis. So you may not have thought of being an entrepreneur, but all your life, based on what we've discussed so far, led you exactly to where you are today because of the because of your parents or your family instilling the same work ethic in you that you use today that you're trying to instill through your coaches and 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 and, and the people that surround you and work with you within your brand. So I think that's the most fascinating thing about your story that I've been able to pick up pick up thus far is everything that you've done so far in life really honed you. I think working, it's hard to say because you didn't go to that path. We, we would never know. But I think, you know, you going, becoming a, what was it called? A reconstructive surgery surgeon. So, yeah. You might have found that boring. Yeah. I, I, it's funny you say that. I actually said that maybe a couple months ago. Oh, okay. Someone asked about <laughs> it. And, it literally, and I said those words almost exact that I, I don't think I would have been. You know, I, I, I'm too, I'm so busy in life right now. And I love, love and hate. I love and hate every second of it, but I don't think I could have done any other path. Like now that I look back at it, like there's no, there's no way I could have done any other path. Like I, I I just, I don't see myself in it. You know what I mean? So uh, yeah. You know, so you're starting a business you you don't know anything about what you're doing you know you know something but of course you're learning as you go what were some of yeah. the challenges that you faced when you when you first started your your forge brand passing the self doubt first that's one challenge you know because here here I am trying to come up with a clothing brand that you know one I don't know anything about one I don't know who to talk to but again came down to quality you know like is anyone going to like my shirts is anyone going to like my design is anyone going to like my logo or you know what i mean it, it, you know, all those little things that like you have self-doubt on, it, it does, it does like, um, hold you back a lot. You know what I mean? And, and that comes with fear too, you know, fear of, 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 of not only doubt, but fear that like, or like, um, what's the word I like, like, I don't, I don't know how to explain it without getting too wordy, but just, just not just telling myself that no one's going to like it before even trying, you know? Then, then again, couple, you know, financial. You you save five thousand dollars, but you need a six. 
you know what I mean? And, or, you know, just like, what the heck, you know, or, you know, or, or like, you know, and even, even not learning because guess what? People do take advantage of you when you don't know, you know, and, 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 you know, they knew I didn't know anything about clothing, you know, not because I told them, but I, I mean, I'm sure it was stamped right on my forehead that like, I have no idea what I'm doing. So take advantage of me and something that charges costs only $4. You could charge me 10 because I will not know the difference. You know what I mean? And I feel like I, I got, I got hit by some of those a couple times throughout my journey. Now I'm very, I'm like, <laughs> good try. Do I, do I have stupid written across my forehead? Because no, I don't. You know what I mean? Like, but you know, confidence, you know, I came in, I probably came in timid, shaking and sweating and just dripping down my face. But now I'm going there cool collective and I, I want this, this, and this. Can you do it? No? Okay, bye. You know what I mean? And then the, they're the ones running after me saying, wait, wait, we can make it happen. I'm like, all right, let's see. You know, so yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, it's it's it just takes experience. That's all it is. You know, anything in life, you you get good at it by just practice. You put in enough time, enough, enough years, enough work, enough effort, you're gonna get good at it, no matter what it is. Like if if you probably if you if if we started today for the next 15 years just did edging on the grass mm -hmm. we would be experts at it like we would be the best at it right because we would do it on a day-to-day -day basis we, no one would probably be, be better than us if they didn't do this they didn't put in the same work so it, that's what you that's what you have and again going back to your work ethic um now you know years passed what do you wish that you knew prior to becoming an entrepreneur um legality stuff i think okay. i think Makes i think low-key i didn't i wasn't sprinting because i as i started you know getting a little you know entrepreneurial in me you know getting in the little veins of mine i i realized that there are things i wasn't doing that i probably shouldn't have done like maybe copywriting maybe trademarking like i knew i started hearing those words more and being like i don't think i ever did any of that you know and i think when it came to forge, I knew in my gut, in my gut that somewhere down the line, I was not gonna be able to grow forge, but I did it for another two years. You know what I mean? Cause I was just, I, I was scared to find out the answer. Again, I told you how much I was held true to it. I finally got that cease and desist. And, uh, and, uh, and, uh, you know, I, I think legalities not knowing, you know, is it safe? Is it okay? Can I run, you know, full sprint, you know, full speed at this, this, project and that project like am i untouchable is any other company going to come after me you know like things like are, can i be the company that goes after other people you know respectfully uh, i think i think that alone if i would have known that i again i could i probably would be a lot farther because i wouldn't have had that anchor of like oh i don't walking on eggshells you know what i mean yeah absolutely but i, I think you know like i i say it all the time you know we all have a plan but you know, once we get punched in that mouth, that plan goes to, yeah. <laughs> goes to the side. Who said that? Who said that? Was that Mike Tyson? Mike Tyson. Is, yeah. Mike Tyson. So everyone said it. trying to get punched in the face. Exactly. Or is it Ali? Was it Mike? One of or one or of them. I, I I won't. I don't want to be punched by either of them. So yeah, either one of them. I want to be punched. But yeah, I remember. I heard that everyone has a plan to get punched in the face, and it's true. It's it, it's it's it, and I felt like that's kind of what happened. You know, a couple times. You know. It, you have a plan and you know what i like to say is my saying is you know god makes plan or uh, man makes plans and god laughs you know what i mean and i and that's just kind of you know so you know but yeah i mean uh, that would be my number one thing is you know entrepreneurs learn learn 
dive in deep into some of the legalities. You know what I mean? And that might that might mean you have to invest into that side of the business first. And that's not the fun side of it. Like, sure, you want to. I'm just going to use clothing. Sure, you want a clothing brand and you want to put your name on the shirt. But maybe before spending five hundred dollars, a thousand dollars, or plus on that, you know, project, let's probably spend it on you know some attorneys or 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 some of that. Because guess what? Once you're untouchable, you can kind of do whatever the heck you want with your company, you know, within within its means. So correct. Yeah. You know, I think one tip for young entrepreneurs, or even not young, but somebody that's trying to start out a new a new line or business, check the domain name. Check, go to GoDaddy, type in the domain name. If it's taken, most likely, you know, they, they can go after you because they say they were first to market. They registered this domain name before you did, especially the .com one. So that's one, it's just an easy, easy thing. Like you don't have to pay for anybody to do that. You can just look for it, look at it for yourself. So this is. Red flag, mine was forge.fit. So if I would, I mean, forge.fit guys, come on. I didn't even have like .co or .com or anything. Yeah, because somebody would have owned forge.com. Yeah, and that's what someone made that website for me. No, no, Nothing against them for doing that, but they didn't tell me like, hey, we use forge.fit because forge.com. You know what I mean? I just thought, oh, forge.fit, okay. You know what I mean? Like, again, I had no entrepreneurial experience at all. Yeah, exactly. Well, you live and learn. <laughs> yep. Well, what would you say has been the most important part thus far of your entire entrepreneurial journey? It's going to sound cheesy, but I think showing up, showing up, just showing up, showing up when days suck, when sales suck, when no one shows up, you know, uh, um, showing up when personal things happen, showing up when world world things happen, you know, uh, that is like the most important part of growing my business for me personally growing my business is I have showed up every day homeless living in my car showed up guy I haven't told you guys all of them sure I've said some of it in, in in the interview I had with Dave but you know I lived in a storage unit guys I lived in a storage unit but I still showed up I lived in a corner of a garage with cars parked in the garage I literally had a corner of the garage big enough for a twin mattress and my bins were storage unit or storage or my my um, my bed frame was storage bins. That that was my bed frame. Like I still showed up, you know. Um, I was in the red in my financials. I still showed up. I've been heartbroken, you know, you know, little heartbreaks, big heartbreaks, you know. Uh, I still showed up. You you know what I mean? Like I would not be here today if I didn't show up. That's very very impactful. Seems seems trivial and small, but super big, yeah. super super big. That's you know mm. if any if if there's any of all of the great things that we've talked about thus far, if no one if nothing else, people hear hear that, just yeah. show up. I just show up, that, I, I, man. It gives me gave me the chills because I, I guys I showed up on days where I had tears in my eyes, yeah. and I still showed up because I I was like, am I doing the right thing? Am I, am I taking the path I need to take him? Am, am I ever going to succeed? And even with those thoughts in my head, I showed up, you know, and, 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 um, and again, this goes back to previous, what we talked about. Eventually it's not the belief that you need to start a business. It's the action. So when I showed up 365 days in a row, I believed, I started to believe, I mean, that I, I could show up another 365 days in a row. 
And I, when I did it there, I, I was like, you know what? I, it's the action steps that strengthen my belief. And when I, I did and another next year came, I was like, I believe I could do it again. And I did it again. You know what I mean? So it's not belief, guys. It's not belief that you need. It, it's, it's action first. And it, then the action will strengthen your belief. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, if you had one superpower, you could have one. What would it be? But before you answer that, let's take a quick break. Today's episode is brought to you by Thinkin' Local, a fundraising and giving-based marketing platform whose mission is to connect local Main Street businesses who care about making an impact in the local community with schools and nonprofits who believe in supporting their local businesses. Find out more by visiting Think, the letter in, local.com. And we're back. Digging for Gold on the Behind Main Street Podcast. So, Jay, if you could have just one superpower, what would that be? Oh, my God. I feel like that's the hardest question you've asked me. Um, okay. Um, can, can I make, if I had one superpower, can I make the, the world of Harry Potter real? And I would have to definitely be a, a Slytherin, Slytherin wizard. So that would Slytherin be my wizard. one superpower. I just became one of the most powerful wizards of Harry Potter. That's my superpower. Wow. Wow. That's fascinating. <laughs> and as a wizard, I can make anything I want true. <laughs> you could. You could, right? It's, it's fascinating. It I mean, to, to people that um, don't follow uh, or have never, what I would find weird, that don't know about Harry Potter, who would you say is the most powerful wizard other than he who should not be named? Um, the most, I mean, there's Dumbledore. Dumbledore is powerful. Okay. I mean, you know, um, yeah, I mean. Is Dumbledore a villain or is he a hero? He is, he's a hero. I think okay. he's a hero. All right. All right. Is, is there, is there, is there talk about him being a villain? I'm no, curious. no. I was just curious because, you know, um, you know, the way his uh, sister passed away. You know, him um, having that riff with his brother and stuff like that. I mean, yeah. this is a little bit probably most people don't know about that. I, Not I, that I do I'm, believe. Go ahead, um, please. I believe that those those moments in his life are what led him to be the Dumbledore of of Hogwarts. You know what I mean? Um, you know, um, so it, you know, could he have it, it was young, young adult mistakes. But no, honestly, though, seriously, superpowers, I really don't know. If I could make a real, besides, you know, I just, I was just writing out that Harry Potter joke, but I, you know, again, cheesy, but imagine having a superpower of, of, of succeeding at everything you do. Wow. You know, Midas maybe, touch in a way. You know, like, like just, you just, you just know, you just, but then again, the problem with superpowers is I feel like it makes life more. Cause if I knew I could succeed in anything, like I wouldn't even want to get up. Like, why would yeah, I get up for? I'm going to say. Like, you know, I'm going to succeed in anything. So it's, it's just like a, you know, and, 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 you know, but so I guess it couldn't have, it would have to be something less powerful than that. Maybe, uh, I don't, I don't know. See, this is, this is, you got me. This is the hardest question. So let's go back to Harry Potter. I just want to make Harry <laughs> Potter real, real and I want to become a powerful wizard. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You know, I, 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 I think I read somewhere, I watched somewhere that in, inside in each, each side, each and every one of us, there's a fear of death. And the, that fear of death is what keeps us motivated in walking and getting up every single morning. Because if we knew the day that we're going to die or that we would live forever, then those days would be insignificant to us. So I think, you know, in line to what you were, you were saying about being successful, like knowing that you would be successful at anything that you did might do you a disservice than it is that you would 
you know, succeed more or do more things, right? I build up that real quick, and I don't mean to be the devil's advocate. I actually don't think I fear death. It never has. Like okay. I don't think that's ever been a fear for me. I fear more not having an impact okay. before yeah. I, I die. And I know that sounds crazy. Like, but I, if I die tomorrow, like I would only regret dying tomorrow because I don't think my job is done yet. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, sure. If I built the business, if I have that exodus compound, if I've changed millions of lives in their fitness journey, in their mindset journey, in their business journey, and like I'm, and you know, I'm ready to take my, my last breath. I would not fear that. I, I think I would be like, dang, about freaking time. I'm tired. You know what I mean? Like, like I'm, I'm exhausted guys. Like I did my thing, you know, uh, and that's the God honest truth. I, I, I fear not having an impact before I die way more than death. And I think, I think going to what you're saying though, is that is what keeps me going because I don't want to die tomorrow uh, uh, because I, I have so much work to do still. Yeah. Without having to, to fulfill your mission in life. Yes. So in, in line with that, in your opinion, what would you say is the most crucial personality trait that any entrepreneur needs to have to succeed? Um, um, oh, I, I think it's, uh, it's uh, I just heard this and it, it fits in line. And I don't know if it's a personality trait, but I, it might be if you fit, fit it in that way is don't be a know-it-all, be a learn-it-all. You know, as an entrepreneur, guys, you do not know anything and nor you never will. And that's okay. I think, I think knowing that, I think coming to terms with not knowing that you're not going to know everything opens your heart and your mind, cast your ego aside and your pride aside, and you're going to learn from the people who can teach you. You know, not everyone has something knowledgeable to say, but you know, uh, but you know, so be, use power of discernment. But if you're willing to be a, a, if you're willing to not be a know-it-all and willing to be a learn-it-all, I think you can go very far in your, in your, in your, in your field, in your career. Fascinating. That's really, really good. I love that. I took note of that. I'm going to have that. That's, that's, that's a good poster to have, man. There it is. There you go. You heard it here first, folks. (laughs) Yeah. What would you consider your at this point, your biggest failure? And did that teach you anything? Uh, yes. You know what? I, again, you caught me in a good part of my, in my career, in my, in my, in my path, in my, in my journey. I mean, my biggest failure is, is, is trying to carry the weight of the world. Um, you, know, uh, you know, whether that was the business, whether that was personal stuff, you know, and, 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 and um, emotional, mental, like, carrying it all without being upfront and honest. So without, how do I say this? Without uh, addressing the pain points. So for instance, if I felt like someone was, um, um, uh, you know, uh, not pulling their weight rather than, rather than me just working harder and harder and harder and harder to pick up their slack and just putting it on my back to say, I'm just going to do it. I'm do it. Versus saying, Hey, you know what? Addressing the situation and say, Hey, look, what what's going on? Can can I help you? Um, you know, I acknowledge I'm acknowledging that you're not pulling your weight, and I want you to acknowledge it too. You know what I mean? Or you know, maybe it was with a significant other. You know, like um, whatever that may be. You know, I'm talking from experience and not addressing the situation and just putting it on my back, putting it on my back. And and again, it it did lead me to a point where I collapsed with that weight. 
you know, I had the weight of the world on my back and I'm only human, I was not going to last very long, you know. But so my biggest regret is doing that because I think it has hindered my growth many times over and has ruined relationships many times over. And I think that if I was if I had learned the skill to say, hey, you know what, let me have the courage because it takes courage. It does. Some of us, you know, we we don't want to address situations because we're afraid to do so. So take, you know, address those pain points, guys, because you're only human and you don't need to carry the weight of the world on your shoulders. You, what you need to do is carry your company to the top or carry whatever is important to you to the top, not every all the other BS. You get what I'm saying? Absolutely. That's great so advice. Nice. Well, if you could make just one mistake over again, what would that be? And how would you do things a little bit differently this time around? I don't know. That that's a tough one. I, I I don't I I guess um the same mistake that I made that led me back on this path, which was um having a little bit of pride and ego mm-hmm. um that led me to say I am I am self uh what's the word sufficient. Like I, I can make it happen on my own and I boasted my chest. You know what I mean? I think that little mistake it it can be done multiple times. Now I'm not telling people to what that their poop don't stink you know what i mean but i'm saying that if i can keep continue like maybe sometimes be overly confident or overly prideful you know what i mean i think some sometimes we'd need that little bit just to be like you know get push us over the hump if that makes sense and push us over the hump and then we can reevaluate like all right maybe i don't need (laughs) maybe i don't need to be so prideful you know for sure for sure uh is there any is there someone or something that you turn to now when you feel stuck? You know what? I think that person changes between the situations. Okay. Um, you know, and I, again, use your power of discernment. I think, you know, that's the importance of having a tight knit circle. You know, um, not everyone is, can do any, but any, everything, you know what I mean? And, you know, nor should you find anyone who can say, this is my number one problem solver. Um, but if you have a great circle and, and, a, and, a, and a healthy relationship with everyone in your tight circle, um, you will know who can handle what the best. So what drives you to keep going every day? You know, those 365 days showing up, showing up, showing up. Where do you get that drive? What is that drive when the going gets really tough? Um, you know, I, I, I would like to coin this phrase, but it's that I built the habit of working hard when things got hard. Mm-hmm. So when the going gets tough, I had already, I've already instilled the habit of working hard when things get hard, you know, and to build off of that, I've also have a, um, a standard with myself and with people in my circle that again, when I say I'm going to do it, you know, I have to get it done. Like I have to get it done. It, 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 there's no, if there's no question. Um, you know, if I say I'm going to show up 365 days, you best believe there are people who are holding me accountable you know, to show up 365 days, you know, um, regardless of hardships or not. So uh, I think that's what keeps me going is the fact that I, I, I created such a powerful message that, like, for instance, I tell people, even me as a CEO of the company, I'm not above the standard of Exodus, meaning that if the standard's up here, I will always be here chasing the standard. And I feel sorry for anybody when I reach this standard, because once I reach that standard, guess what happens? The standard goes back up here again. You know what I mean? So guess what? If you're not keeping up with me and you're down here, 
you're going to be like, oh my God, <laughs> you know, you're going to be like this, this skyscraper just got taller. You know what I mean? So I think that's what keeps me going is that I knew intentionally, I said, all right, how high can I make this? So that way I can work towards it. And then what happens when I reach it, I'm going to make sure that it just triples in size again. You know what I mean? So I, I, I have I can't afford to not show up. For sure. What has been your biggest aha moment in life? Exodus. <laughs> the name. It just came. It just it. You should have seen me. I was like, I was like a you know a kid in the county store when I came up with it. I was running around and I was just like, Exodus, Exodus, Exodus. I was just throwing it at everything. I just I it was the biggest, it, it has been the biggest aha moment. The word itself and the message and, and it, but it all came together. You know, like, again, I, I find, I did all the work to deserve a company with a, such a powerful message. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, if you could talk to your 18 year old self today, mm -hmm. what advice would you give 18 year old Jay? Stay away from her. She's crazy. You know what? Um, I, I know what I would say because I tell a lot of, now, when I say young, I'm actually referring to age, is that um, if you're in your parents' household, do as your parents say. Hmm. If they say jump, you say how high. If they are paying your bills, you know, I hate to say it, but shut up and work hard. Like, hmm. be grateful. You know, um, you know, uh, I, I, you know, if I could tell my 18-year-old self, like, look, you can do it the hard way or you could do it the easy way. You know, you're going to get there. Which one do you prefer? You know what I mean? And, 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 and I already know my 18-year-old self is going to be stupid and say, oh, I'll just do it the hard way anyway. So, But if I could slap the 18-year-old face and make him turn the other direction, I would do that. Because, again, I believe I would have gone. I, I think I had it in me, you know. But, again, could I have done it the easy way? I could have done it the hard way. But then, again, you debate, well, the journey led me to who I am today. But, you know, to each your own. But, I, you know, so it, it's a catch-22. But in the end of the day – I think if I could tell an 18-year-old that you don't know it all, have respect, have humility. You you don't you don't have enough experience in life to think you you deserve anything, that you know anything. You know what I mean? That that you 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 are above any standard that's already existed. Like now, again, there are some things that you might you know, without getting. I hope people can use again their power of discernment. What I'm what I'm referring to, but at 18 years old. You're 18. Let's be real. You're just, you're only 18. Stop acting like you have this wisdom of years. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Well, for a CEO that has a lot of hats to, to, to wear, you know, running your company, you know, running your gym, running a brand, you know, doing all these things. What is your pr favorite productivity hack? Have a, have a priority checklist, you know, um, I have a priority checklist, meaning like I'm not big on like at six o'clock, you have to wake up and do this, 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 and this, you know, for me, it's like, what are your priorities? Like, I want to make sure I always work out. I want to make sure I'm eating clean. I want to make sure that I, 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 you know, check my emails or read a book, you know, like I have a priority list. And I think because of that, I'm able to have a system, you know, and eventually when you do it long enough, I know that if I work out in the, in the midday where no one else is in my gym, like I work out the best there. I know that if I read a book every day, I know the best time to read a book is more in the evenings when I'm done with my day. You get what I'm saying? So eventually it does fall into a routine, but the priority is not a routine. 
the priority is what's my actions that are going to make my steps uh, or my journey of bettering myself the, the best possible journey. Gotcha. If you were granted three wishes right now, what would you wish for? Uh, one would be finances, I guess. You know, I won't even put a number on it, but just finances. Mm-hmm. Um, two, uh, um, happiness. Uh, I, I think, you know, I, I, when I say happiness, I do mean like um, uh, being able to be grateful or be grateful. Happiness, I think happiness comes from being grateful. You know, how far I've come who I have around my circle, what my company has done, what, what it potentially will do. You know what I mean? There's a whole sense of like, I think we get so, as entrepreneurs, we get so tied up in the 24-7, 24-7, 24-7, and then we end up hating life. We end up hating the people surrounding us. We end up hating our freaking company ourselves because we don't have that sense of gratefulness Like where it's like, oh, you know what? I'm, I'm kind of grateful. Like I, I, I you know, I, I got A, B, and C done today, and you know what? I'm, I'm, I, that feels good. You know what I mean? I, I think, you know, and my third wish is um, to always keep my magnificent hair. I don't want to lose it. <laughs> no, I don't know. You put me on the spot on this. It's so hard. I don't. I don't. I don't know. Can we just keep that? I'll keep that wish. Some of you guys probably can or can't see because I have my hair in a bun. But if you guys follow me on Instagram, you guys will be able to see my luscious hair. Well, they will see because the thumbnail of I already prepared your thumbnail for this episode. They're gonna see it. Oh, they're gonna see it. Okay, so, see so, it. so you guys are gonna be like that wish. It, it makes sense. Exactly. Now, uh, yeah, for sure. Can, can I just say, uh, um, in, in all joking aside, if I had to really wish for like, that last wish to have to allow my company to make the impact that it's supposed to make. Great wish. Great, great, great that, wish. That, no, whatever that means, whatever that, whatever journey that, if it means I have to go through hell and back and walk on lava or you know hot rocks or glass broken glass or be backstabbed like it doesn't matter i don't care the journey I, but i do want it to you know the point is i want exodus to be able to make the impact that it's it's meant to make can you recommend three books for our audience that has helped you okay think and grow rich obviously i think you have to read it rework um oh start with why by simon Sinek. like guys i think i think i some of us some of so many entrepreneurs want to do it for the, 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 the cool, you know, Instagram post. That, that, that cannot be your, if that is your why, guys, you guys are, you guys are in for a long, you guys are in for a long journey. You know what I mean? Uh, but yes, yeah, Start With Why would be one of the best books. Um, any of the Gary Vee books, Crush crush It or Crushing It is pretty good. Um, jab, know. Jab, Right Hook is good for, from Gary Vee as well. Give, yeah. give, yes. give before you ask for something in return one of my favorite quotes from gary v is you you aren't lost you're just earning early in the process and i think that that is one of my favorite quotes to date because i felt i feel and i'm sure a lot of entrepreneurs can feel this you feel lost you feel you know you're defeated you you but guys you guys just start you know i mean like again like going back to your first question like how did it feel when you first started and i was like i want to quit the next day like (laughs) you know what i mean like you're early in the process um, but any of the Tim Grover books, poof, both his books that he came out, oh, fire, fire. Relentless is one of his really, really good books. For those that don't know Tim Grover, he, you know, he was a trainer for uh, for Michael Jordan and a lot of high end athletes. Yeah, just uh, I, I, I can show, I can literally walk over there. I, mean, I don't want to mess up the lighting I have going on here. But I have, <laughs> I have a sure. lot of books. I have a lot of books, guys, that I read 
um poof, and, and audible too uh, and podcast and so but anyways hopefully the, the, that list can suffice for sure for sure for sure um so now what are you most looking forward to your future as an entrepreneur mm, um learning how to systematize a company like i want to be able to to again you know when you're an entrepreneur your goal i, I want to always be in the trenches like i want to grind and work with my employees and 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 and, and if i ask for it because i'm willing to do it you know but there is a time where i kind of want to be able to not have to always be in the trenches you know what i mean i want to be able to have a you know an in and out or a mcdonald's where like you know you go in there and it's exactly the same thing you know they you know it, 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 it this set there 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 and there and and you know any 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 franchise for that fact, you know what I mean. So I want to be able to franchise my company, um, uh, where I, again I don't have to be there overseeing everything twenty four seven. I have people in place that can do the job better than me, and people who are watching to make sure that happens. For sure, if I could recommend a book, if you haven't uh, read it, is uh, E Myth, the revisited version by Michael Gerber. It talks about operating systems and of a company of a business and they talk about write that down real quick what was it again it's called e-myth e-myth okay yeah. and do the revisited version okay yeah the, whatever's the latest version because you know the, he wrote that book back you know a little bit while back um before you know the, the new advent of you know information age social media internet and stuff like that but that book talks about systems talks about being able to walk away from your business because, you know, the biggest thing there is it's not a business until you can actually leave it. Right. It's 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 because you're trading time for money at that point. But when you get those systems in place like a McDonald's, you then are able to scale much, much bigger and allow you to fulfill your dream and fulfill the purpose of that business because it doesn't require you anymore. Because if you if something happens to you, God forbid then the, your vision dies with you. But if you're able to create a system that fulfills that ethos, fulfills that culture for everybody else around you and anybody that you bring in, they're held to that standard. And there's a system in, 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 in which you can be able to test and you know hold people accountable to that standard because of the system that you're able to, they're able to build. So that, that book is highly, highly recommended. I appreciate that. I will, I will get on that right um, ASAP. So thank you. For sure. Is there any question that you wish I'd ask you that I didn't get a chance to? Yeah. What do I use for my mustache? Yes. What do good. you use for your mustache? <laughs> what <laughs> do, you, do you do like the to, to I mean, my, my hairline is thinning and, you know, getting higher and higher. What's your secret? Is it, is it like a, like a type of shampoo? <laughs> oh man. Okay. Um, first off my Forehead has turned into a five head, so check it out. Look at that. That is that's glaring. The light is shining on. So it's uh, don't I have no secrets, you know. Um, but if you want to talk to my friend Chelsea, um, she is she she is very knowledgeable in uh, Monet products, and she has got me on Monet. So hopefully, nice. if I come back and my my five head has turned back into a forehead, then you guys know <laughs> this product works. Um, but, uh, no, I honestly, you. I feel like you've asked amazing questions. I'm, I'm more nervous that I didn't know if I talked too much or if I answered your questions to the fullest. So I'm actually, I'm, I, I'm, I have nothing to you. If anything, yeah, you did amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's no right or wrong answer in this podcast. It's, it's just, it's your answer. 
whether people find that long, short, whatever the case may be, this is you speaking to them. And for them, for our listeners, all of us, including myself, get the value from what what it is that you're talking about and all the insights and gold nuggets that you were able to impart on us. Um, you know, we certainly appreciate it for you to be able to kind of get vulnerable and tell us and take us behind the scenes, like I mentioned in the beginning of the podcast, and take a look and dive into your business, into your life, into whatever it is that led you to wherever it is that you were to where you are today. Okay. Well, I, in, then I hope I hope I did a good job at it. For you have, you have. In, in, in closing, what is, if you can give our listeners one piece of practical advice that you can share in their journey of entrepreneurship? Oh, man. Okay. I, I like to paint this picture. So it's a picture. It's really 10 seconds. Is this, if you catch yourself wondering why you're in a plateau, mm. okay, paint this picture in your head. All right. So picture you, an, uh, an artist staring in front of a blank canvas. Okay. And you walk by that artist every day and you just, you, you walk by it. The, the canvas is still blank. The canvas is still blank. The canvas is still blank. And you finally say, you ask the artist, like, what are you doing? Like, why haven't you drawn anything? And they look at you and say, well, I'm not going to start drawing until I'm good at it, right? The moral of the story is there's never a perfect time. Everyone's always waiting for, the, everyone's always waiting for this to do that and that to do this. Everyone's always waiting for that perfect opportunity. Everyone's always waiting for that, that divine call. Like, guys, you'll never get good at something and those doors will never open up for you unless you start. So if I feel like if you are wondering, like, and I'm not growing, are you being that artist that's staring at a blank canvas waiting to get good? You know what I mean? And I think I think for me, and I'm only using this story because I, I started implementing that thought process about five years ago. And I thought to myself, because I always found, fell, fell under the trap of, um, you know, I have to wait, I have to wait, I have to wait until I'm good. Like, I'm not going to record anything until I'm good. I'm not going to do lives on Instagram until I'm good. I'm not going to, you know, um, start, you know, this project of my business until I'm good at like, what the heck, you know? And then again, so if you were to, if you were to ask that artist on all honesty, how silly would that question or that their answer be that like, I'm not waiting, I'm going to wait to draw, paint, whatever the case may be until I'm good. So don't fall under that trap because there's never going to be a perfect, you know, like setting, you know, we, we have to do with action. Amazing advice. Amazing, amazing, amazing advice. I appreciate Jay, that. Where can listeners learn more about you and your business? Um, you know what? I have some haters on my uh, out there. So they took down my Instagram of Exodus, but I'm working to get it back. So I'm coming, and I, when I say haters, I mean I literally woke up and the page was gone. No, no, no emails, no nothing. Blah blah blah. What? It just gone. Like it doesn't even exist in the world. Whatever, doesn't matter. I'm still, I'm still growing. I'm still grinding. I still show up every day. But honestly, it doesn't matter because if you follow my personal page at J A Y D Perez, J D Perez, you will get to follow my journey and um, and ask me any questions and watch my crazy um videos and and my you know and, and also my informative videos but uh, i'm very raw and uh and i think um i think i do have a superpower that god gave me and that is power of no shame 
So I think because of that superpower, I am able to be myself 100% and not even care because I'm just me and having a good time and enjoying this crazy journey we call life. Wonderful. Well, I'll definitely link that on the description of this episode. Thank you so much, Jay, for being such a great guest on the show and for giving me and our listeners actionable and practical nuggets that we can apply not only to our business, but on our day-to-day life. I would like to please invite our listeners to please connect with Jay from Exivis. I'm Like I said, I'm going to link to his information on the, bio, on, on the description of this video and on this episode. Um, I will have his information there. Um, also, I would like you to, I want to request you to connect with me if you want to be a guest on this show or want to suggest a guest on the show, somebody as good or even, you know, give us a lot more insights than what um, Mr. Jay Perez was able to give us. I think that will be a tall order. But if you do, please do share and sub- uh, share that with me. Also, I would like to request you to please do share, subscribe, leave a rating and review. I would very much appreciate your honest feedback, which helps me continually provide impactful content that I hope you all will find valuable. And always remember that every day that you face adversity, think of it as an opportunity to find the gold inside you. Until next time, have a great and successful day. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Behind Main Street Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. Remember to visit www.behindmainstreet.com.